Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Adabim, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel... Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Stone Cold Set Show. The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. everybody welcome to tna chat live on the sns radio network i am the bronx father uh trying a little new endeavor tonight uh brass eye is not my co-pilot here tonight i'm trying this on my own god help us all but as far as uh impact goes tonight i gotta say that i thoroughly enjoyed it it was good one of the main things that i'm really really loving is what they're doing with these segments that Bully Ray's doing. Now, I think they they had too many of them tonight. But if you look at these segments, it's almost like you say, yeah. Yeah, it does make sense. All the, the clues were in place. All the pieces were in place. And I like, you know... I was going to bring this up, and and this is what I want to mention. Right now, Bully Ray is without a shadow of a doubt, TNA CM Punk. I mean, just a miserable, heelish bastard. You know, if you haven't heard these promos, uh, the first one was on, I believe was on YouTube today, and I listened to it. 
where he basically says, oh, I enjoyed the main thing I enjoyed among all the things that he says he enjoyed was taking apart a family, ruining a family, how he drew pleasure from ruining Hogan's family and just going on from there to say, and I had a plan A, a plan B. They're making this guy like Lex fucking Luthor from Superman. He's he's really showing that he planned this out. I think this is really helping to get me interested in this angle again. I don't know how long I'm going to stay interested, but for right now, I like it. Uh, tonight, I like the fact that we didn't end TNA like we've had for the last few weeks with a run-in. There's no need for that. We, we've seen enough of, of aces and eights. And, you know, you had the four faces fight each other in Samoa Joe, um, Jeff Hardy, Kurt Angle, and, of course, Magnus, and Jeff Hardy going over and retains his number one contendership, so he will be going up against Bully for the TNA world title. Uh, pretty pretty damn well done. But with that said, I want to know what you guys want to think. This show is all about the callers. So as of right now, the phone lines are now open. Call now to talk TNA live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. Or if you're in the United States, you can dial 890-8-8-8-9-0-9-6-18. That's a toll-free call. You can add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype. You can send me an email if you'd like, which I'll read later on in the show, at TNA Chat Live at snsradionetwork.com. Real easy. TNA Chat Live at snsradionetwork.com. So, you know, I, I, I like this. The crowd, once again, in Chicago was smoking hot, smoking hot. And we had a very match-heavy impact tonight and some good matches as well. Um, I loved the X Division match. Um, Kenny King is a guy who I am fast really becoming a fan of. Uh, Triple Threat, he and Zima Ion and Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt loses, which means he's out of contendership for that title. Now, I know some people are upset about two things. The weight limits being brought back is one. And also, the fact that these matches, from what we understand, are going to be all three ways now. So, I don't, I don't have... I know what people say about triple threat matches. They don't like them. You know, a lot of people think that, that when they're done too much, they're overkill. I do agree to a certain extent, but the match that these guys had tonight was really, really good. Uh, once again, and I'm hoping this is the last time, we had Hernandez and Chavo Guerrero versus Bobby Roode and Austin Aries. And towards the end of the match, bad influence interferes, and Roode and Aries retain their titles. But then, after attacking Hernandez and Chavo, bad influence attacks Rude and Aries after the match as well, which kind of leads me to believe that someone's gonna, someone's got to turn face, man. It has to. It has to happen. One of these teams, I don't want to see it be bad influence. They're better heels. But what are you going to do? 
at some point you're going to have Aries and Rude against bad influence for the belt. And as hated as a guy like Christopher Daniels is, and Kazarian for that matter, you're going to get a situation, I believe, where you're going to end up turning Rude and Aries inadvertently face. Because anyone who goes up against Kaz and Daniels is a face. If you really, you know, if you don't believe that, <laughs> people can't stand these guys. And they're so good at what they do as far as being heels. Um, throughout the night, we have these aces and eights vignettes where Bully Ray just breaks it down, as I talked about earlier. Uh, in my opinion, very, very well done. He, he shows us the clues that were there. He gives reasons for everyone who did join aces and eights. You know, it works. It's working out really well. Um, I would have liked them to split it up a little bit more, though. And by that, I mean, I would have liked them to, like, maybe have only had two segments this week, maybe another two next week, another two the week after. I think they kind of overkilled it tonight. But all in all, good impact. Uh, Taryn Terrell, she is now fired as a referee. However, she is added as an official knockout. Uh, Brooke Hogan basically says she can go after anybody she wants now. So I like that too. Um, although I'm going to miss seeing her in that little ref outfit. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm really going to miss that. I'm a little depressed over that. Uh, hopefully they come up with something equally as... Is revealing the word I want? Well, Joseph Park versus Matt Morgan... Um, you know, that was a little bit of a low light. Um, you know, Joseph Park Abyss is trying so hard to come off as an amateur. He's trying so hard to come off as nervous. It, it works to a certain extent, but I don't know. I'm, Joseph Parks is kind of, I'm getting tired of it. You know, I'm also tired of Matt Morgan's beard. I mean, dude. Come on. I mean, at least trim the motherfucker. You know, um, the only complaint I would say I'm having right now is that Aces and Eights is still almost your only storyline except for the AJ Styles storyline. Uh, I like that as well. AJ comes out. He's talking, you know, to, he comes out. Mike Tanay's interviewing him. Then Taz decides to open his big mouth and say, you know, let me conduct the interview today. You don't know what you're doing. And at the end of it all, uh, Cowboy James Storm comes out and says, hey, man, you sucker punched me last week. That's not the AJ Styles that I know. The AJ Styles that I know would look me in the face and tell me what his problem is. And after ignoring Taz's offer to join Aces and Eights, he basically just walks away. I mean, just amazing. But, you know, it is it is what it is, man. I don't know where they're going with AJ. Um, 
he's not joining Aces and Eights. I know some people are thinking that there is no way that he's joining Aces and Eights. That that ain't happening. I think at some point it would make sense to have guys like AJ and maybe even Morgan side with the faces because Morgan's another guy. He's really kind of outside the Aces and Eights loop. He's outside that bubble. You know, I, I just, that's how I see it. You know, some other things that happened tonight. What else happened tonight? Let's see. Uh, again, the Kenny King versus Zima Ion versus Sanjay Dutt was great. Um, just an all-around very good wrestling-heavy show. It looks like getting out of the impact zone isn't hurting them, which is a good thing. Um, the crowd is great. I said that earlier. You know, uh, let's see where we move on. We've got so few pay-per-views now that we've got this build-up. This, you know, build-up. One, one of the subjects I want to discuss tonight when you guys decide to call in is, you know, Ashley in the chat was a little upset about the whole X Division thing with the way they're changing the, you know, the weight limits. And now there's a weight limit. Now they're going to be triple threats. Um, he spoke about how Samoa Joe was one of the best X Division guys out there. But Joe, to me, seems more like, you know, I understand what he was saying. But the X Division, it was about no limits. They said it's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. And, you know, I kind of don't know if I necessarily agree with that because you want to, in my opinion, X Division should be more like your cruiserweights, your high flyers, the stuff that we saw tonight. So I want to know what you guys think. How, how, how satisfied or dissatisfied are you about the whole changes to the X Division rules? Because uh, I know some people are really butthurt about it. So, you know, definitely let me know what you think. Call in, send your emails. Jeff Hardy still the number one contender. It makes sense. Uh, it makes sense that, you know, he, he should get a rematch. They added this, you know, whole four-way match tonight where I kind of thought Jeff Hardy was going to go over. Um, although a guy like Magnus has really, really been impressing me uh, quite a bit. I, um, you know, I, I want to see, I wouldn't have minded seeing Magnus win tonight. You know, I know a lot of people, maybe like Crelly, aren't too high on Magnus, but I, I wouldn't have minded him getting that top, you know, that, that number one contendership. I think it possibly could have worked, but you know, we, we didn't get it. We got Jeff Hardy. Uh, I, I'm assuming at the next pay-per-view is when he's going to go up against Bully. But we'll have to see the next live pay-per-view, mind you. Uh, they had some, uh, quite a few uh, tapings of these pre-recorded pay-per-views, which I've gotten mixed reactions about. Um, something interesting that happened on the SNS Radio Network Facebook page, which I think I need to bring up. There were some people who were really upset that spoilers were given out for these pay-per-views. Well, look, guys, it's going to happen. When you choose to record a pay-per-view, 
It is the internet age. Unfortunately, that's going to happen. That's a risk that you have to take when you record pay-per-views. You can't freaking confiscate the cell phones and blackberries and freaking tablets of everybody who comes to see your your pay-per-view so that's going to happen look my opinion on it we're in the 21st century everybody knows that any recorded wrestling show is going to have spoilers for it so it's i i can't get pissed at people who post spoilers it's it's just the way it is nowadays that's life you got to deal with it you know um some tna news actually i'm wrestling news live we had gone over this um bully ray got in some big trouble because in the front row of an event he called a fan a fag you know when you buy front row tickets and you start talking shit, you know, and the heels come by and they, you talk shit to them, they talk shit to you, you've got to expect that. Uh, Dixie and Bully, both uh, via Twitter, <laughs> issued an apology. So, you know, I don't know. I don't get in this day and age the butthurt that people have. It just amazes me. But with that said, we do have a caller on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Hey, Bronx, it's Mac. Wow, Mac again <laughs> calling in. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much. Um, just calling and talk about the show tonight. Uh, from what I saw, it was a pretty good show. I did miss the first 45 minutes, but um, I want to talk a little bit about something that was posted on the Facebook page regarding... Uh, you know, TNA making sense of this whole Aces and Eights storyline and how people are going, just going to complain about it, even though they're making it make sense. I mean, I don't know who was saying it doesn't make sense that Bully Ray was the leader. I mean, I was calling that months ago because um, it made so much sense. And I praised them for going with the obvious choice, even though it was obvious because, I mean, it made so much sense. But that's not the problem that I have with the angle that it doesn't make sense. It's just not interesting. I don't care about Aces and Eights. Uh, other than Bully Ray, there's no one else in the group who I want to see on TV. Yeah, I think they pulled this. They pulled this trigger too late. This is what they should have did like three, four months ago. See, the thing is, I'm actually liking it now. But like you said, it would have been a lot more, you know, no pun intended, a lot more impactful had they they pulled this trigger a couple of months ago. The the, the angle already got old before they. They pulled this big swerve with Bully Ray. He's a perfect mouthpiece for them, but I agree. It's it, it's a little old now. Yeah, and I mean, the key to any uh, group being successful is having multiple guys in the group that you care to see and having multiple storylines from the group. Like, you know, the NWO had the Outsiders that you wanted to see in a tag match, and they had Hogan. And then when they added Savage, you wanted to see him with DDP. And then, like, Evolution, Randy Orton and Mick Foley had their own storyline coming off of that, and Triple H, of course, had his stuff going on, and DX. I mean, they all had, you know, multiple guys in there you wanted to see in the, in the uh, different storylines, but Aces and Eights, you just want to see Bully Ray, and that's it. Um, the other thing I want to talk about was the X Division change. 
I hate triple threats so much. Uh, it just and they're just making this X division a gimmick division now, where it's triple threats, it's weight limits, it's you know, it's like they don't want to go through the trouble of writing storylines for these guys, so they're just like, okay, we'll just throw them all in the ring, and you know, triple threats, and they'll just kind of write themselves stories by uh, the way they compete in the ring. Yeah, I mean, that part of the rule, see, I'm not, it, the weight limit isn't killing me that much because it may be because I was a WCW guy. I remember the cruiserweight division and, you know, I, the weight isn't what's killing me, but I understand having every match as a triple threat is kind of overkill. I like triple threats as long as they're not shoved down my throat every week, but I must say that I do Kenny King is fast earning me as a fan. I really like this guy. Yeah, I mean, I like him too. Uh, but the whole triple threat thing is like you can't ever have that good, you know, one on one match where the guys can tell a story in the ring. It's going to be just all spots all the time because there's three guys who don't really have a story. They're just going out there trying to entertain the fans with a match. And I mean, it's going to get old after a while, I think, especially week after week. Yeah, and it'll it'll take away at pay-per-views as well. If you have that X Division title, you know, at a pay-per-view, I, I would, even if they would have said, okay, it's going to be triple threat matches at every pay-per-view, but that's not what they're saying. They're saying it's going to be every match. That's my problem. Yeah, and like someone brought on the Facebook page, um, how long do you see this rule staying in place? I mean, we, the whole TV title rule lasted, what, a month or two, and... Now we hardly even know who the TV champion is, and even though it's supposed to be defended every week. I, I can't rant enough about that. I mean, the, the, the TV title is so... It, it's a piece of tin now, you know, and that's a damn shame. It, it's meaningless. It's like tonight, Taz gave the obligatory reminder, oh, we've got the TV title. I'm like, so? <laughs> uh, but uh, I will agree with you that the crowd... Even though it was the same crowd from last week, it doesn't mean... I mean, they were still great. Uh, a lot better than anything the Impact Zone has had in years. But uh, next week's going to be the real test in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, it's a much smaller town, so you can see really how uh, how big TNA is you know, outside of big markets. And so next week will be a big test for them. You know, it makes me wonder about them being in the South a lot, which because... The South used to really be WCW territory, if you look at it. You know, they were based they were based out of uh where were they based out of? Georgia, I believe. Atlanta. Atlanta, right. And and those fans, I think when when WCW closed its doors, kinda went away in, in a way, because a lot of them were so hardcore WCW that they couldn't make the transition back to Vince. So I think having shows in the South is probably a good idea because the South is pretty hardcore when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised they haven't announced any uh, tapings in Nashville yet since you know that's where they're based out of and that's where their home was originally. Um, I've said this many times before in the chat, but I lived in Nashville for most of my life and I was living there when TNA was founded and up until they moved to Orlando and I never knew that TNA existed until after they moved to Orlando and they got the uh, Fox Sports TV deal. That's the first time I ever heard of them. So they've had advertising problems going, you know, back to the very beginning. 
Well, I mean, that's been their biggest problem for years and years and years is not advertising. And now that you're going from town to town, you have no excuse not to advertise. You know where you're going to be weeks or months in advance. Start advertising weeks or months in advance. I can't, I can't push that fact enough. True. Well, that's all I got tonight. So uh, I'll hop on. I'll hop off if uh, anyone else wants to jump on, talk to you. Okay. Thanks for the call, man. No problem. Peace. Peace. All right, guys, the phone lines are still open, so make sure you try to call in before the commercial break soon, 501-588-7957, 888-890-9618, add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype, the toll-free number is only, if you're in the U.S., by the way. Um, You know, Mac, he makes a good point about the triple triple threat matches, I'm, I don't mind them. But not every freaking week. You know, the the X Division title, there's such a history. You know, I, I want to talk about this for a minute. The X Division title and the, des- the X Division pay-per-view that they were having for so long was one of the highlights of TNA. Your X Division has always been entertaining matches because even when you had big guys like Samoa Joe, it's almost like, their style changed when they knew it was an X Division match. Uh, so, messing around with all these rules and steps. Now, as far as I know, the rule that whoever holds the X Division title during Bound for Glory can cash it in. I hope that stays in place. But with that being said, another call on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Hey, yo, Bronx Hotel Train. What's up, bro? As going on, uh, I wanted to chime in real quick about the uh, whole X Division talk with the new rules and all that. Sure. Uh, honestly, I could say, not a fan of this, man. I mean, first off, it's the fact that every match now is a mandatory triple threat, a three-way. Uh, can I ask a question real quick? Can we actually name more than three current X Division wrestlers right now? Because, in all honesty, I'm having a little trouble even doing that little thing. Well, let's see. Excuse me. Zima Ion, Kenny King. Um, wow, I just drew a blank. The long-haired guy. <laughs> I, I'm guessing you're talking about, I think, was it Christian York? Christian York, yeah. I don't think Sanjay is like officially back with TNA. I think this might have just been a one-time thing tonight. Um, RVD, it seems like he might be gone. Oh, yeah. How can we forget about RVD? R- RVD putting shit on Twitter saying that, you know, he can't talk about what's going on because it might hurt his quote-unquote negotiations. I, I He's a guy I wouldn't have let go. Right, and, you know, it also goes to the fact, if this is, I don't know if this is supposed to be an every, an every week thing, I kind of doubt it is because, I mean, with the fact that we just went through the only current three people that I can think of, what, are you just going to have those three people wrestling each other every single week? Well, Sanjay is done because they said tonight he's basically disqualified. He's done. We're not going to see him compete for that title anymore. Um, Wow. You know, you're right. If you really think about it, who else is an X-Division guy? And now with the weight limit. 
that really narrows it down because with the weight limit, there's not too many guys you can throw in there. Yeah, but the weight limit was the other thing that kind of annoyed me about it. I mean, I even posted this on the, on the, uh, on the Facebook page. The fact that they're saying it's, what, 230 pounds now that's the limit, I, that kind of annoyed me a little bit because I've, I'm one of the old guys who is into the it's not weight limits, it's no limits thing. And, you know, it's the fact that, uh, uh, what is it? It's the fact that, um, well, I mean, in the, in the highlight video that they had when they showed the weight limit thing, in that same video you also saw a few clips from Samoa Joe back in the day. And I get that, you know, Joe isn't a part of the X division anymore, but, I mean, you think that was where he came from. That was where he really made his name. In, in so many of the of the great matches he had in that division and when he was champion. And, you know, if there was any potential that you could find another wrestler who maybe has that same style and is even of that same build of Joe, and now they won't, you won't get that in the X division because, you know, if, if, they're, if they're around that same weight of Joe, he don't qualify. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's almost like they're saying that it's not the X division anymore. It's a cruiserweight division. Well, then just call it that. You know, they're using the X Division name. And I think that the negativity that a lot of people are, you know, expressing towards this shows how many dedicated X Division fans there are out there. Well, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of those dedicated fans, I mean, there are a lot of people who have been with TNA either since the start or near the start. I mean, I've been following TNA since, 2000, since like late 2005, around the time that uh, Christian and... Uh, Team 3D came over. So I've been following them for quite a while. When I started following them, I think that was about the time that Joe was really, you know, breaking out in the X Division. I think that was probably just a little bit after the whole uh, Unbreakable match with him and AJ and Daniels. So I've seen a lot of great people in the X Division. I've seen a lot of great matches there. And, you know, maybe a little bit even more so than, you know, how, well, or maybe about the same that, you know, WCW was looked at with the cruiserweights. That really is what TNA was, you know, the X division, they were a synonymous division. They were a well-liked division. And you compare the X division from all those years ago to now. And it's kind of the same thing people have said about the knockouts, you know, as, as great as the divisions were just, just a few short years ago, we don't really see that now. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like you think about that, that the knockouts, you could, you can name a few more knockouts than you can actually X division wrestlers currently. No, no, you're right. And, you know, the knockouts was something I, I was just thinking of that before you said it. You're right. A, another division that has kind of, you know, I don't want them to give up what was unique about the company. I don't know if that makes sense. What was unique about it was the X division. They had women who could actually wrestle and they still do. Don't get me wrong. Gail Kim. I like the fact that that Taryn Terrell. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to miss the referee outfit. <laughs> I'm really going to miss the referee outfit. I mean, I would fucking, I think I'd be willing to give up two toes for one night with Taryn Terrell. She is hot. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> I mean, she, she's smoking it. I almost think she may have AJ beat out. And at one time, I would have told you AJ was the hottest thing on the planet. Well, I'll, AJ I'll, Lee from the WWE before you sick fuck start. <laughs> oh, damn. 
See, I was about to put my foot in my mouth, and I pulled it out just in time. Yeah, yeah, if this was WNL, J.J. probably would have caught, caught what you said in about three seconds. Oh, J.J. would have had this shit already, you know. <laughs> I would have been thrown under the fucking bus faster than you could say hello. Oh, shit. I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. You know, it's something that a lot of people have been concerned about, you know, is is Tina kind of getting away from a few of the things that helped bring him to the dance. I mean, it started with the X division and the tag team division were back in the day, and from 2007 on, it was the knockouts, because, you know, for the longest time, people said, you know, the knockouts were far and above, you know, rated higher up than the Divas division, and, you know, nowadays, I, I don't know, it just seems like there's not, in, in almost across the board, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of focus with, with all of the titles. I mean, that even, that even includes, you know, the, the television title, like you and Mag Daddy were talking about, and... Well I, mean, well, I mean, obviously, the, the world title is always going to have that focus, especially because it's a part of the main storyline involving aces and eights right now. But I don't, I don't know. Each each division should have its own general general focus, and it should be given, you know, its equal amount of time, not just you know part of the sideshow and all. Well, I mean, I, I think the main problem too is that see, I would like, and I'm going to get more in depth about aces and eights after the break, where I think it's going to go. But I would like if they limited aces and eights i would do i would make them a little bit more like the shield in which i would have them limit the people that they're going after you got your four main guys right now you got kurt angle you got jeff hardy you got magnus kurt angle jeff hardy magnus and my God, I need a buzzer, which I don't have right now because I'm drawing a blank. Samoa Joe. And maybe you should try to cut it down to that. Have them fuck with those four guys and do some other stuff. Like, you know, have a story, a separate storyline with AJ Styles, which it looks like they're doing. Have a separate storyline. Maybe even between Sting, Hogan, Brooke, the Aces and Eights is still going to be involved, of course. But I, I don't like that their whole focus every week. And kudos to TNA. I'll give them credit tonight. I like the fact that we didn't end with an Aces and Eights run-in. I like that. I think that was smart. For one week, just keep them off TV. You already had enough Aces and Eights exposure tonight with the vignettes. I think they need to do that. They need to limit aces and eights a little bit more where they're not shoved down our throats. Maybe we'll care a little more if they don't monopolize the whole fucking show. Yeah, dude, I got to say, you, you touched on a point that I was actually going to bring up, the fact that tonight we didn't have one aces and eights run-in, and yet also they were they were having Bully Ray do the whole explanation, you know, how, how the whole reveal of him as the president came to be, which I thought was... was done really well um you know the fact that he even going back to last june when the whole attack on sting first happened the fact that they actually explained everything through i did think that was really well done uh the one thing that surprised me tonight that i kind of joked on a little bit i think either a week or two ago was that they kind of uh, teased the whole thing with taz um trying to recruit aj styles a little bit with the 
with the whole possibly offering him a spot in Aces and Aces. I actually cracked up a bit when Taz made the line about him kind of driving a moped because it's sort of similar to something I joked on a few weeks ago <laughs> about maybe they might jump him because, you know, them as a biker gang, he ran around on something that's not a Harley, and they might just jump him just for the hell of it because of that. Well, you got two awesome promo guys. in. Ta- Look, I'm not too much of a fan of Taz on commentary, although I think he's gotten a lot better. You know, but... I think that Taz, when you put a mic in his hand, is capable of cutting a good promo. He always has been. We said, you know, we'll, we'll get rid of that scooter you got, and we'll give you a real motorcycle. And you, See, the thing is, if you're trying to recruit a motherfucker, don't insult him. Like he said, oh, you won't be patched in yet, but you can bring beer to the guys. You can earn your spot. But I like how AJ didn't say a word. I'm I'm actually interested, very interested in this storyline. And then James Storm coming out. What the fuck, man? You've always been a guy who would look me in the eye. I, I like this. I I hope they keep it separate from aces and eights. Other than the fact that every so often you have Taz tease that. Look, man. You know, again, we like we like you. We like what you're doing. They could even do that with Matt Morgan. You know, approach Matt Morgan. Say, yo, man, you're one of the biggest, baddest motherfuckers on the roster. We want you. And then you're in suspense wondering what guys like AJ and Matt are going to do. Are they going to go with Aces and Eights, or are they going to stay loyal to the company? That could work. Yeah, definitely. We'll see if, uh, what routes they go with. But um, I think that's probably going to do it for me, man. So I'm going to jump off the lines, and uh, I'll talk to you another time. All right. Take care, Train. Thanks for the call, man. No problem. Peace. All right, guys, so now we're going to take our first commercial break. Um, Good calls, man. Good phone calls. I like the discussion. I I like that people are are interested in what's going on in TNA. Awesome. When we come back from commercial break, I'm going to talk a little bit about Hulk Hogan and a little bit about Brooke Hogan. But we'll be back right after this break with more TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be back with more TNA Chat Live with the world's father on the SNS Radio Network. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free. Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? (laughs) Sure. 
Great. Give me a melt. M my melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. M my melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. Call now to talk TNA Live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. What's up, guys and gals? Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Come check us out. This is TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Cowboy. Cowboy. Welcome back to TNA Chat Live with the Bronx Father on the SNS Radio Network. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm head out west where real women come equipped with scripts and fake. All right, guys, we're back with more TNA Chat Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. I am the Bronx Father. The phone lines and emails are still open. So call in, send an email, interact with us. Man, you know, the thing I was thinking about Bully Ray today and how great this is. Look, I don't have kids. You know, I don't have any daughters. I don't have any sons that I know of. But, man, if you pulled the shit on my daughter or even my little sister I have a little sister if you if a guy did that to her in the future married her and then basically said I just used her I shit all over her I did it all for my own benefits I'm going to put your ass in the hospital you know and and what it's leading up to is 
Man, it's leading up to rumors, just rumors, that Hulk Hogan might be stepping in the ring again at some point to challenge Bully Ray for that title. No. Look, I was a Hulkamaniac when I was a kid. I was a huge NWO mark. Always have been, always will be. I'm for life. I'll be an NWO mark to my dying day. And Hogan made that group what it was. But the dude cannot physically go anymore. I, I don't... Bully has gotten in great shape. I mean, Bully Ray is probably in the best shape he's ever been in his life. If I'm a guy like Bully Ray and I find out I got to wrestle Hogan, my first thought's going to be, what, what, the, what the fuck am I going to do? What am I going to do to make this guy look good? You know, I, I, I hope that doesn't happen. What I would rather see happen is... You're probably going to have a match between Bully Ray and Jeff Hardy. In that match, I'm predicting, and I might get shit on here, I'm predicting Bully Ray retains. What I would rather see is have Hogan do something like, look, I can't let this slide. This motherfucker's got to be taken out. He pissed on my daughter. He just made her look like a complete idiot I'm going to have a tournament or something to recruit someone on my behalf to take out Bully Ray and take that fucking title from him I don't want to see Hulk Hogan get in the ring again he, he just can't he's not physically able to do it guys he's had back surgeries he, he's beat up you can just see it and he looks old because he is old. And again, I'm, I'm, that's not a knock on Hogan. I'm not shit. There's a million other reasons I can shit on Hulk Hogan other than his appearance. But I don't buy him as a viable contender for anything. I think they need to work a storyline where you get someone on Hogan's behalf who is going to be the guy that is tapped to take Bully Ray out. Another thing that Hogan did tonight, which I liked, is he goes, you know, brother, I've been, you know, picking the number one contender myself, and after seeing you four guys, how passionate you are, I realize I've made a mistake. That I liked, because one of my biggest fucking problems with TNA in the last few months is just Hogan kind of choosing the number one contender for the world title. You know, he, he would eliminate one guy, eliminate another guy. They were doing that for a while. I don't like it. I didn't like it. And it was nice to kind of see him come out and say, you know, I was doing the wrong thing. And, you know, you four guys deserve to go at it to see who the number one contender will be. I like Jeff Hardy uh, being, of course, the super baby face he is for that company, being unselfish. I mean, Jeff Hardy could have said, you know, wait a minute, I I've got a number one contendership a rematch right now I don't we don't need to do this but he actually made the suggestion uh, Jeff Hardy another guy who I'm liking um, the whole controversy between Sting and Hogan and I know I'm breaking this shit down a little deeply but you know I like I like this because if you really look at it 
some people are probably going to shit on this and say, well, how can Hogan say the things he said about Sting tonight? Hogan brought up some WCW references tonight without mentioning the company at all. He said, all you've ever been good for is hanging out in the rafters. That's what you're good at. You're good at hiding. You're good at not getting the job done. Now, let's look at it from Hulk Hogan's standpoint here, guys. Hogan never, ever wanted Bully Ray involved with his daughter. He never trusted Bully Ray to be the guy to go against aces and eights. And that promo that they alluded to again tonight in one of the aces and eights segments, where Hogan basically tells Sting, there's something in his eyes, brother. There's something that I just don't trust. And you see Sting so passionate about, no, I know this guy. I know his heart's in the right place. Hulk, you got to trust him. He's going to be the guy to, to, to bring us to the promised land, basically. And if you're a guy like Hulk Hogan, and finally, you know, one of your friends, a guy who you have a lot of respect for, don't forget, back a, a while back, Hulk Hogan turned face for Sting. Sting was getting his ass kicked and said, Hulk, help me, help me. And he basically precipitated Hogan's face turn. Was it well done? Mm, not really. It was just done in the course of one night. But Sting and Hulk have had a really friendly relationship in TNA for the past couple of months. The, the past year, in fact, over a year. And then this guy who you trust is just driving it in your head. Listen, this Bully Ray, he's going to be all right. I'm telling you. do the And then do the right thing for your daughter. Make sure you do the right thing for Brooke. And Hulk reluctantly embraced Bully Ray because a guy who he trusted, a guy who he had a lot of stock in, in Sting, gave the green light. It's almost like when your best friend hooks you up with a girl and maybe you don't like her at first, but you say, ah, you know what, she, she's all right, man, trust me. And then she ends up stealing your wallet. You know, I don't blame Hulk Hogan one bit for being pissed off. Not one bit. He has every right to be pissed at Sting. I know a lot of people will say, oh, come on, cut Sting a break. No, fu fuck that. And I don't mean fuck Sting. I love Sting to death. But, but in the storyline, fuck that. No, motherfucker. You were going off on me for weeks for being an asshole. And then I finally took your word for it, and look what happened. I was right all along. You're not a good friend. You fucked up my whole family. But I digress. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? It's me, Bronx Anthony. What's up? Uh, first off, I completely agree what they're doing with the Sting Hogan thing is working because, heck, Hogan can say, I didn't, all the issue I'm having right now, I wouldn't have had it if I didn't listen to you. And he's Sting, right. So, yeah, they can have it where Sting's trying to help show Hogan, hey, I made, I made a mistake, but I'm trying to make up for it. But Hogan's still not having none of this. In other words, he's eventually his ex-wife. <laughs> well, well, I mean, like I said, I, I have no, I don't have any kids. But, you they know. They know of. Exactly. But 
in 10 years time, if my little sister got married and that motherfucker broke her heart and I didn't like the guy she was marrying, but my best friend told me, nah, nah, trust me, he's cool. I've known him for a long time. He's fine. Don't worry about it. And then he ends up doing that. Yeah, that's something that'll end a fucking friendship. True. That, hey, one little thing in a friendship that you thought was real good, then sometimes you get over it, sometimes you don't. Um, but... You were talking about earlier in the show about the people complaining about there being spoilers revealed for these one-night-only pay-per-views. Yeah. Well, these are going to be scattered out through the whole year. You really think everyone's going to remember what happened, like I say, what's shown on the December one-night show? Yeah, they're they're just, you know, I, I look. I give them kudos for lower. I would lowering the number of pay-per-views because we wanted that for years. But I w- would have rather had six live and nothing else. That's true, or at least probably at the most. Yeah, like do it like ECW used to do, one every other month. Oh yeah, you're taking me back now. I remember that. But I agree. This also was a great showing. Chicago is one of the main wrestling towns, and it showed them this on these last two shows at Impact going to be really the test when they go to the other like lesser known towns or areas well i mean you're always going to get probably less crowds when you go to a smaller town that that that's just inevitable i mean chicago is a pretty big city they've been a very big city they've been doing pretty damn good but you know when you go to freaking you know butt fuck utah how many guys how many tickets are you going to sell, especially with TNA's advertising history? Yeah, I've been a buttfuckville, man. It was real tight. You, I know, bad you, joke. You, I'm sorry. You realize that I can instantly hang up on you now? <laughs> yeah, because he's the producer, which I, you have done a good job, so I ain't going to complain about that. Well, I mean, but, um, when Brass Eye chooses not to be an asshole, he can be a good teacher. Man, that's slim to none. <laughs> um, but I'm liking what they're doing with Gail Kim since Madison Rain's out right now with um, basically going to have a kid, pregnant and all that. She's basically being the bitch of the company. Yeah, she's doing a pretty goddamn good job at it. I mean, she she is a bitch. And, you know, the, the, I, like, I like what they're doing with Taryn Terrell because... You've seen her, you know, getting picked on by freaking Gail Kim for months now, it seems. And now finally, I thought Brooke did a really good job tonight. I like how Brooke came out and said, and, you know, people will shit on Brooke all they want. But I like how she came out and said, you know what? It's about business tonight. You know, it's not about, you know, the the shit that's going down. It's about business. And I love that. She tells Taryn you can't be a ref anymore because I can't trust you to be impartial. But if you want to beat that bitch down, go right ahead. Cause now you're a knockout and Terran just starts tearing the shit out of Gail Kim. I'm looking forward to this feud. And about the whole skit promos about bully Ray revealing what the story behind the whole creating of the aces and eights. Yeah. It needed to be done to help explain some stuff, but in a way it's like, you had to be, it's for those fans who are like watching it day in, day out. But for the people that occasionally saw me, like, what? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I hear you. But I'm just saying that 
now they're getting it's getting at least a little bit on the roll, and they at least gave a, a reason why some of these guys were in the group. Because I remember when we originally started, like, why the hell is Gilo in? Why is Garrett in? Stuff like that. Well, they're they're making it make sense. It was like when Bully was talking about God was it Garrett when he said, "You made this guy beg for his job." Who, I'm telling you right now, I want to find out who's writing these skits. Because, well, they're not really skits. That's the inappropriate term. These these promos. Who's writing this shit? Where they're going back and explaining it. And when you look at these these segments that they're doing, you scratch your head and you say. Yeah, I should have seen that coming. It's not cheesy. These things are written to make fucking sense. And I guarantee you it ain't Russo. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're going to see how they're going to keep this momentum up. Because there's not going to be any pay-per-views that really be like, the, okay, we have to just make it up to this pay-per-view and we can cool down a little bit. They got to basically try to keep this up all the way up till whenever um, Slammiversary is going to happen. Right, and then of course you've got Bound for for Glory, which is your WrestleMania, if you really think about it, as far as TNA is concerned. Um, you know, I'm just wondering how long. You know, I can't believe when I thought about it today that Aces and Eights, this angle is like over a year. And it's, it's a shame that now it's getting my interest. But it's it really has been going on long. I I like the fact of having bully bully is so good as that mouthpiece man. You know I put him on a par. If you listened to Wrestling News Live Tuesday, I had said some shit about Mark Madden. He had said some stuff about DDP Yoga that pissed me off. But however, I'm not giving him props. But even he a guy who I think is really jaded, said in one of his columns, yeah, Bully Ray is the top heel in, in wrestling now. I don't know. I got to say it's a tie between him and CM Punk. But Bully is doing a real good job of fighting CM Punk for that scumbag of the year award. Because the shit that he's saying to Hogan, the shit that he's saying to Brooke, I... This guy is better off as a heel. We all know in real life, everyone will tell you he's an asshole. So I think it translates very well. He's an evil, sick motherfucker, and I'm loving it. True, and uh, we remember everyone, we thought that Jeff Jarrett was going to be the leader in Aces and Eights. Well, that's not going to happen. What happens if it gets to the point like we need to bring in somebody that we thought we'd never have to bring back in and bring Jarrett back in to help fight him? See, I don't know. Your current TNA fan will know who Jarrett is. They'll know why. Jarrett would have a perfect reason for doing it. Eric Bischoff, I, I, I think kind of that's done. We were thinking either Jeff Jarrett or maybe Eric Bischoff. But the way things have gone with Bully... And he's so good in this role that it might be in your best interest to not to not bring in Jarrett because right as for right now, 
what happens in a few months, I don't know. But for right now, I'd rather not see anyone more powerful than Bully. Let him be the leader. Because all you got to do is give Bully Ray a mic and say, all right, you know, these are your bullet points and bang. He's going to hammer out. He's got that New York attitude. You know, he's got that. I'm not saying that um, Jared becomes the leader of Ace and Ace. I'm saying they have to bring Jared to help fight the Aces and Ace. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I think that I don't know if we'll get a reveal of anyone higher than Bully. Um, he's basically putting out there. He's he's the president. I mean, look, who's higher than the you know the president of the United States? What are they going to call him? The founder, the ruler? You know, where do you go with this? Pope. Well, no, 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 but, no. Yeah, you think they're going to have TNA is going to do the whole thing where Ace and A is going to have every belt on in their com- in the company with them, or it's like they're going to have the team, the tag belts, the X division, and all that. No. I would rather not see that because, again, I, I I would rather them change this, like I said earlier, from a takeover angle to an angle where they're concentrating on the big boys, Hogan, Sting. Leave the minor guys alone. When there's an X Division match, I don't want to see Aces and Eights get involved. When there's a match between two guys who have nothing to do with aces and eights they should shouldn't be involved they should try to to cut it back just a little bit you got this angle going on with aj you've got this angle going on with joseph parks and matt morgan these guys should be kept out of the aces and eights fray for a little while and like i said what would be the best fucking thing was you have the hero I don't want to see AJ Styles as a heel again. He is the hero of freaking TNA. He's the face of TNA. At some point, like I said, keep Hogan out of the ring, please God. And let him name an emissary on his behalf. And that emissary could easily be AJ Styles. That's true. But I'm just saying, what happens if they have, like, someone just finally be deep for the belt? And, like, Aces and they say, we want that belt back. So they're, like, focusing on trying to get that belt back. And the guy somehow just keeps the belt every time. That at least puts some legitimacy back to that title. Because Aces and Aces consider, that's one of the belts we want. We want that back. So the guy's like, you want to come and get it. Well, from what, I, from what I'm seeing, and this is pretty obvious... Hulk Hogan still has author- some authority over aces and eights. He still has power. Because you saw that tonight. He can still name Bully's number one contender. He, can, he still has a certain amount of power. So, I don't understand why he wouldn't tell Devon, Listen, motherfucker. It's going on weeks now. You haven't defended that title. You gotta defend it. And here's who you're gonna defend it against. I mean, they can do that and have them lose the belt, and they can go, what the hell? You just forced, surprised us with that title match, and like, da 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 You know? Saying, you, yeah. You, Give it to, like, Magnus, or how Hernandez was in the tag match. Give it to him. Yeah, I got to bring that up. I, I got to bring that up. Hernandez is a fucking beast. 
I mean, some of the moves for a guy who's a little bit older now, as far as the business is concerned, for a guy as big as he is, man, I think they really dropped the ball on Hernandez. That's a talented, agile, really, really good fucking wrestler in Hernandez. I I would love to see a guy like him hold a title at some point because he's been pretty pretty loyal to that freaking company and he's fucking good really good that dive over the top rope tonight had me at the edge of my seat i'm a big fan of hernandez and you could take a guy like him shit you want to have a little fun with it let fucking joseph park beat devon for the tv title have joseph park defended every week and he manages to squeak out a win That'd be unique, but, I mean, he's like one of those, like, okay, we've seen him almost win, but then loses, but, I mean, the character's okay, but I agree that over time, it's going to get stale real quick. See, I think what's happening is, he's, he's trying so hard to make you think that he doesn't know what he's doing, that it's a little bit overkill. It'd be like, if you asked me to pretend that, you know, sit at this keyboard and pretend you don't know how to type. Or, you know, it would be like taking a, a star quarterback like fucking, you know, Drew Brees and saying, we want you to botch every pass in this game. Let me tell you, when you get a skill, it's hard to pretend you don't have that skill anymore. And I'll tell you, Joseph is, is trying his hardest, but... It's starting to look a little cheesy. It's it looks like he's having to try too hard. Yeah, I'm saying Tina is getting better. I'm not saying it's gotten way better, but take it step by step. Don't try to pull vault to get better. Because you do that, you're gonna get some something's gonna happen. You're gonna have you're gonna screw up everything. Well, we wanted them to go live most of the time. They did that. We wanted them to move out of the impact zone. They've done that. We wanted them to cut down on pay-per-views. They've done that. Try to stay a little bit positive, man. You know, don't. Well, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not talking about any haters. No, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm addressing everyone. When I say that, try to stay a little bit. I'm talking to the whole IWC. Try to stay a little bit positive. I thought tonight's show, if I had to give it a letter grade, I'd give it an A minus. I thought it was a really good showing, and I'll tell you, that Chicago crowd. If TNA wants to find a place to kind of make a base out of, other than fucking Europe where they're over like Rover, that Chicago crowd was knowledgeable. Yeah, they fooled around a little bit and chanted some shit that, you know, hug it out. You know, they were being a little bit of wise asses, but you're always going to get that. They are an awesome crowd. I I'm going to give I'm going to give the Chicago crowd an A. They're great. Great job, and see how you continue with the producing. Fortunately, you don't have to do WrestleMania, hopefully. Uh, that's probably not happening, but we'll see. <laughs> you never know. All right. All right, Anthony. Take care, man. Bye. All right, guys. Um, I don't have any emails as of yet. We're running a little late. I will take one more phone call. If anyone wants to call in to help me close out the show, the phone lines will remain open. If not, then we're going to call it a night. Um, I'm happy the way things went tonight. Uh, I want to thank all the people who called in. 
And I want to thank TNA for putting on a decent show. But with that said, make sure you tune in to our very decent shows. The uh, Running the Rope Archive from today should be up soon. Um, the podcast over the weekend, the open book tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Eastern with Sean and Ashley. Um, the weekend, you have your Elite Force podcast. You have Beyond the Bell. Um, if I'm forgetting anyone, I'm sorry. Again, there are so many damn shows that, that we have on this network right now. So much content that you'll find something to your liking. Um, Tuesday, Wrestling News Live, a big one. Two, 2013 Hall of Fame inductees, Trish Stratus and Booker T. Check it out, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain with myself and J.J. Sexay gonna be great i'm looking real real fucking forward to that i cannot wait no pay-per-view this sunday obviously the midweek elite force podcast just go to snsradionetwork.com you don't need me to, to lay it out for you go to snsradionetwork.com you'll find all the info you need on the shows go to the sns radio network facebook page check it out it is always hot um, had a good time tonight. I'm closing the phone lines now. I'm going to shut this baby down. Thank you for everyone who listened. Um, I appreciate it very much. Uh, I, you know, I was a little nervous, I'll admit it, but things hopefully have turned out okay. So with that being said, have a great weekend, everybody. Um, want to give a quick shout out to one Chris Masters, the masterpiece. He is a WNL alumni and he saved his mom. Some fucking lunatic tried to burn his mother alive in her apartment. My God. And Chris saved her. So it's good to know that I'm a fan of a guy who in real life is a hero. Kudos to Chris. And I'll tell you, motherfucker. You better hope the masterpiece doesn't get his hands on your ass. Because if that was my mom, I would make it my life's mission to get a hold of your ass and turn you into a paraplegic. That's just me. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. This has been TNA Chat Live, only on the SNS Radio Network.